0: This week's parsha, Parsha's is Kisavoy, Kisavoy Elo Haaretz. Klal Yisrael is now, Meretz Hashem, being, getting prepared to enter into the land of Eretz Yisrael. After a long period of time, after a long difficult time, Klal Yisrael is finally, Meretz Hashem, getting ready to even get, open their mind to the Musagim of what does it mean to be in Eretz Israel. What does it mean to actually have Yishev Eretz Israel, To go from a nation that, was, that were slaves in Egypt to then become nomads in the Midbar? to then be someone who actually has the ability to have their own particular land that they have buy they have ownership over, to then be able to build on top of it, to then the reap its rewards. Hashem says "We come to Yitzchel, there's a special mitzvah that Eid yid has when they first have land, and they build that land, and they grow from that land. What's the halacha? The mission tells us that yeah, so special was this particular mitzvah that when get they, get will the shalayim, they will come to the Yerushalayim, they will come to Yerushalayim, the Toshvei Yerushalayim would stand up for what? For the mitzvah of maybe B'kurim. For the mitzvah of bringing the first fruits. The first fruits. This is actually, it's amazing why. It stems from this idea that when someone is going to do a mitzvah, you stand up for them. Rabbi Yaakov Kavnetzky actually says, this is the reason why we stand up during Vayavayuch David. Why? Because we stand up for all those who have the minig, according to that Rizal, to take tzedakah and to go in the middle of Vayavayuch David and to give tzedakah at that point in time during during. Look at the Zimra. That's the minute, that's, says that stems the minute, that's you created know, the minute to stand during Vayavarachdav, interestingly enough. The Vilna Gain said, You should sit down, you should even sit down for that. Okay, interesting background discussion, but not in the get to what we have right now. <laughs> but the point is, what we have in terms of the, the mitzvah of Bikurim, it's a very special mitzvah. Like I said, Klaal Yisrael, the Yushalayim would just be on fire from all these people coming in to, to bring the Bikurim. And the pasuk tells us they will go, they will bring it and especially when they would bring it what do they have in their hands how would they bring the bikurim a, in a very special basket ah look i'm gonna read it to you the passage now okay so the would, they would bring it in these baskets and the coin would take it and he would place it in front of the okay so the sifri tells us something very interesting very famous sifri the gemara also mentions it but the sifri says like this from here, we see that the rich ones would bring their bikurim in a in a gold or silver laden basket, very special, very you know nice way of presentation. They would bring it specifically in the kalsu shel kasef, v'anim shel klufa, like these 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 uh, branches of willows, willow branches, right? And they would weave these baskets made out of these willow branches. And they would bring it. So you have this very strong distinction between the Ashirim and the Aniyim. The Ashirim will come in beautiful, laden silver baskets, gold baskets, to really show off their wealth, but at the same time, also the wealth for the mitzvah. Mitzvah Shani, the Ani, the, the Ani would bring it. How would the Ani bring it? Into these very, very simple baskets. These simple baskets. But what would happen? They would then take it, they would place it by. The back. Now it's interesting halacha, by the way, because it turns out that the ones that the, the Ashiram brought, they would bring it back. They would bring it back home. It was the, what would stay in the base on the Aniyim ones. Why? And it says the Sifri, Pishvil lazakus haAniim to show respect to the Aniyim. It's very interesting. Okay, that's beautiful. It's very nice. It's so to beautiful show, show respect, so to show respect to the to the poor ones that they would keep that the base on in a sense, or the Kohanim would in a sense would keep the laden baskets. The, I mean, these these weaved baskets. It's more, it's more oh. It's a beautiful thing. So what you see is such a beautiful idea. The Malbim says it also brings this down. The Malbim asks a really interesting question. I'm not going to read it inside, but he asks a really interesting question. It's a little bit interesting because we find that uh, we generally don't like this idea of drawing such a strong distinction between the rich and the poor. Right? We, we don't like this idea of drawing a tremendous distinction between rich and poor. There's actually a very famous example like that. The Gemara says in Masech is my cotton. There were many, many different takanas that, made, that the Rabbana made at a certain point. Among them was a very famous one that it used to be for a period of time that the rich would bury themselves in very nice coffins. Even This could be the source, by the way, why Jews specifically do not have open coffins but closed coffins. We'll talk about it in a second. But the idea is that the, is that the rich ones would have these nice, very fancy-schmancy coffins to bury their dead. And the, and the poor, very simple shrouds. Plain box. And it happened to a certain point, that what happened? The became very, meaning not the, obviously the poor person, the poor person's dead, they don't, they don't have embarrassment or not have embarrassment. It was the families of the poor ones that were attending these funerals and feeling very, very embarrassed because the distinction was so strong between the rich and the poor. So what happened? What was the takana? So in the beginning, in the beginning, they would go in these very nice fancy things. is <laughs> Baishim. What? Yiddish. Yiddisha funerals. It used to be Jewish funerals, no different than, than the way it is currently by Christians. They would be in very fancy boxes, depending on whatever you could afford. So initially the rich were in these very fancy boxes. Vaniyim is what happened was that at a certain point, the the like I mentioned before, the Aniem became very, very very embarrassed. So of <laughs> I have <been> more funny. Shehiyu kol moitziin that everybody has to do exactly the same, not on the level of the rich, of course, because the poor can't handle that. But the, even the rich must do like the poor. Why? So, there's a few different these types of situations. And, and Chazal has like six or seven different examples exactly how many times in order to not make a distinction to one group over the other, right? We, what we call this today like social justice almost. Like that. Chazal really was careful about the covet of other groups, of what we call minority groups, right? For lack of a better term. You see, Chazal did care about the, about the pain of others. Like, well, can you just deal with that? It, it? No, Chazal said, if there's a strong distinction between the rich and the poor, we're going to make the change. We're going to make sure that the rich have to go down to the level of the poor. So obviously the question bears being asked, which is over here, why over here when it comes to the salim of the bikurim, why is it that we are allowing the rich to bring in the bikurim, the salim, in, in baskets of, of gold and of silver? It seems to be totally incongruent with what we just told you in the Gemara Maikatan. What's going on over here? The Gemara Maikatan says that when you have a situation where there's a strong distinction between the rich and the poor, we do not let that happen. Because why? Oh, you'll say, oh, they're leaving the, 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 they're leaving the baskets there. But why do they have to leave the baskets there? Because otherwise, they would feel embarrassed. But that's very the reason why you should not let the rich do it. Why, is it the, why don't we go say over here, just like when it comes to the funerals, over here as well, that the, that the rich should not be allowed to bring in baskets of, of silver and of gold. In, okay, it's a good question, right? Barsha HaShikivan. Oh. So it's really interesting. You have to go into kind of like the depth of what is Bikurim. We mentioned previously that's like, Wow, it's such a tremendous thing that Kalal Yisrael would stand up for the people bringing Bikurim. This is such a tremendous mitzvah. It's a Geval More specifically, I believe there's a Mitch says that the world was created Elo Bisho Bikurim. The reason of Bikurim itself is inherently the reason why God created the world. If the world were created just for that reason, it would be enough. Like that's, a big, that's a pretty big deal. That Bikurim is such a special mitzvah that it's, it's the entire reason why God created the entire universe. It's, hard to fathom. What is it about this mitzvah of Bikurim? So the medjush, not the, medjush, the the Sefer HaChinuch, when he discusses the Shor mitzvah, HaMitzvah, the explanations, the reasons behind the mitzvahs. The Shor HaMitzvah, about the mitzvah of Bikurim, because again, what's the process of bringing the Bikurim? You don't just bring it, you then have to do, the, you have to read the Parshish HaBikur, where you thank Hashem for the land that He's given you, where you appreciate, you talk about the, the previous history, the previous history of the Jewish people to get to where they are now, to have land, to be able to then have Paris. So it says the Sefer the Lefisha Adam he imagines in his mind when he's reading this, when he's speaking it out and just and manifesting it in, in his words, that he has to confront this idea and to appreciate, to think and to really, really, really sit on this idea for a minute when you're bringing this Paris. That everything that you have, the land that you have, the Paris that you have, only there, why? because HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave it to you. Let's read it again. It says, You have to to remember, It doesn't just, by the way, say, Just peros. Wait a second. It doesn't say just peros. It says, Everything you have. Which means your wife. Which means your kids. Which means your entire lot in life. Not just simply the peros and the produce that you have. Meaning, Bikurim is more than just the physical property, the physical Bikurim that you're bringing. It's the entire aspect of life. The entire station of life that you have. That everything comes, comes from the Kodesh Baruch that's And by the way... It says, Kodesh Gumi, it says, Gumi uh, like over there on the Hashem. Uh, that's what uh, Gumi is. So that, that's, that's what you're supposed to do in, words, uh, in order to realize that uh, everything is from the hands of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Hazai. Now, I want to continue further in that exact point. I want to further, I want to further that point exactly. Now we, we have an interesting bracha when it comes to hamoitzi, right? This is very interesting because we find this often, that Hashem wants us to stop everything that we're doing and to appreciate where everything comes from. That's funny, of all the foods that, that we eat, there, I mean, natural foods, I mean, right? Natural foods, few of them take as much processing as bread does, okay? Bread takes a tremendous amount of processing. And Literally, all the malachas, exactly, the malachas of Shavis, they're all sidr de pas. They're all stemming from the making of the bread. That's a lot of steps. And yet, what's the bracha that we make? Bracha. Yeah. Thank you, Hashem, for bringing the bread from the ground. I, um, no, what, I, I brought the, I took out the, the, okay, you took out, Hashem, you took out the chita. I agree, I'm asking. After, from that point forward, from koytzer, from koytzer until the end, I did everything. And yet the bracha is that the bread, the final product, skipping all those different steps to the end of it, that no, Hashem is the one that did it, not me. That's the point. That's the Had Gasha. That's the, that's the, that's the Had Gasha. The hadgasha. Gasha, the focus is, is that what am I focusing on? I'm focusing on the entire idea, which is that as much as I had my own personal process involved, as much as I was, in, I was involved in every single process. Literally. But the only reason why I was even shyah is because Hashem gave me the Shaykh to do it. The reason why I'm able to do it is because Hashem gave me everything to do it. That's the Had gasha, and That's amazing. Why specifically by Bikur? I want continue further. You know, you ever seen it? I've seen it in different stories, and i as, I haven't seen it in a few years, but in stores in America at least, the comp- the store, the, the business, they have on the back wall, they have their first dollar, right? The first dollar. You ever what saw it before? that before? Yes. Now, why do they put up the first dollar? I mean, it's money. It's currency. You got to, I mean, maybe you want a Coke. Why, why not use it? Why specifically do they take that first dollar? What is it about that first dollar that they do, that they put on the wall? The answer is because it's not a dollar anymore. It takes on a cer- a different a different status in their life. The historical it becomes status. a symbol. Historical. It's a symbol. Symbols are very important. Symbols are not just the thing. It encapsulates all the work. When this man who started this business 15 years ago, with sweat and tears, went into debt for it, almost had to close the store a few times, when he looks at that dollar bill, he says, I see work. I see effort. I see Messias Nefesh. What happens is with that dollar, you identify personally with that dollar. Hashem says, same thing with Bikurim. That a person, that a farmer, when he looks at that first fruit, he says, all that toil, all that effort, all the hours, early rising, that all the amount of care that I had to do, it's mine. That's my work. That's my effort. Says "No, no, no. At that very moment, that's the moment to remind yourself that it's that Hashem is the one who gave it to you. That Hashem is the one who gave it to you. Not you. Yeah, you put in the effort, but you know why? Who really gave you the kayak to put in the effort? That's why we bring the first fruits. And that's the Koyach of Bikurim. Bikurim is not just some, is a beautiful you know, thing of, that we remind that Hashem gave me the land. It's everything. It's all aspects of life. It's the fact that I'm breathing air in this world. That's why Hashem gave me what, I gave, what He gave me. So how does it answer the question? How does question. it answer the question? The question we started earlier on. Oh, the question we had earlier on, because which is, poor, why do we the poor, find the, the distinction between the rich and the poor when we find the Chazal's misakin not to have distinction between the rich and the poor? I'll tell you why. Because when the, the Omni comes in, when the usher comes in, it's not that just that they're bringing in their first fruits, they've already went through this process of bringing the Bikurim, of facing and accepting their lot. And yes, maybe it might be easier for the rich man to accept his lot, but the ani also has to, has to accept his chilek in life, saying, this is also my chilek in life, The Hashem also gave me the kayak that I need, Hashem clearly gave me what I, need to, what I need to live, what I need to survive, Hashem gave me this position in life, and I accept that. At that point, when you have that mindset in life, you're not jealous. I mean, generally, like, end of death, people, you know, day-to-day life, even, yeah, even, hopefully even death would stop, or the fact that someone died would stop you from these thoughts, but it's not true, no. you know? People, th- people you know, people, people worry about what, people worry about, the, no, I'll I'm about to say, but people worry about what they're going to say, you know, in a Hespit, for example, oh, they're going to be dead, what are they going to say about me? Or a relative will say, oh, they, they, when they spoke about my relative, they didn't say that point. Believe me, there's a lot of uh, ego that happens at funerals. Can you imagine? You, you think the opposite, and yet, that's not how it is. But when you're coming to the base of HaMegnash, and you're bringing the Bikurim, and you realize that this is what Hashem gave me, and the reason why I'm here is because Hashem gave me, and the reason why I'm giving it over to Hashem is because it's really ultimately His, not me. When you have that hakaru and you have that true realization, and you're putting, l'fnei mizbach Hashem, the hadgosh is, it's the, it's the altar of Hashem, at that point you've had that realization, and you're not going to be jealous. So there's no reason for Chazal to be Masakin, to enact, a, to, there shouldn't be a distinction between rich and poor, because this is the very moment that a person should realize and appreciate their lot in life. Bein le toiv, even bein Lara, ra, even bein lara ra. It's a very important nikula, which means that even if the poor person has been struggling, he's gone through the process of understanding that this is ultimately the Ratzon Hashem. That he has a lot, that he has a a, a part he in life to fame. play. A, his chelik and his part in, li- in, in life. He needs to accept that this is my job to, to to handle that. It's hard, yes, but is my job absolutely? And just because it's hard doesn't mean it's not your job, right? It's not your job. It's my job. What do you mean? Like, it's a, if, if every single um, construction worker would say, listen, it's just too hard, my back is killing me. But that's your job. Go do, go do your job, right? Don't do it, say don't do it. But if everyone would, wouldn't, then you wouldn't have any construction workers. So you, have <laughs> you have someone who's a, who's a, who's a garbage man, right? Rav Kook, I think, once said that even the garbage men, the garbage men are going to be to the highest levels on the because they have the of cleaning artists. I see, in my, I don't know, my, I, don't, I can't speak about other neighborhoods, but the, but the garbage men in Yerushalayim, I see they're all religious. From what I can tell, they're all—I mean—they're all wearing yarmulkes. It's, it's amazing. There's tremendous to clean up your Yerushalayim. Can you imagine such a thing? But what's the point? The point is that they have to accept their lot in life. They have to accept their sense of place. That this is what Hashem wants for you. That's bid you what you're supposed to be doing. Wait, wait, by the, by by what? By the, by the rich and the poor? By the, by the, by the. By the both, both, both directions. Even a even a rich person has to so accept his lot in life. Why change I Why make the why, why 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 don't they it? I mean, have that's zero? the point over here. We're not making the gzerah. Generally, yes, yes, people have a difficult time being able to accept their lot in life. You'd hope not by a funeral, but even by a funeral they have, they have that those abilities. So therefore, Chazal will come. So therefore, Chazal will come. So therefore, Chazal will come along and make the gzerah. But when it comes to here, where they oh, went through it's that it's process, there's okay. no reason to make it's that law no, in life. There's in when it comes to Bikurim, there's no reason to make the gizera, because since they've gone through that process and through that stage of accepting their lot in life, they're not going to be upset, and therefore there's no reason for Chazal to make the gizera in order that they shouldn't feel upset. Uh, so it's only before they, they accepted their lot in life, right? It's, that, that the gizera was needed. It's when day to day life we go, you know, your day to day activities, so even day-to-day a day-to-day funeral. the what? So oh, listen, today, listen, we do the best that we can. You know, there's a certain hashkafa that comes out of this idea, well, which is that, pre- that is that people in both directions should be very careful that they're not hurting. That's, the, that's not the shmuz. The shmuz is more to appreciate our lot in life. Not to say, oh, that person's making a distinction, that person, make- Everyone should be the same. To, to We're be not... We want to try to strive so for the level right. of Bikurim to understand that a person should think for five minutes, 10 minutes a day saying, Yes, this is difficult. Yes, this is painful. Yes, this is hard. Yes, this is my challenge. But I have to... Either I have one of two choices. Either to pretend that that's not my problem and let the problem get worse, or to, or to actively engage with the challenge to accept your acharias and to accept your job. I mean, I... will have Delphi Fais, a very famous philosopher, not, not Jewish, but a philosopher would say, when you look outside, is an ant sitting and wondering whether he should do what an ant does every single day? Is he, does he have to wake, lie in his bed saying, Ah, oh, it's just not today. I can't do it today. No, an ant gets up and does. Why? Because an ant is what it is. An ant is an ant. Are we not humans? Are we not oyvde Hashem? Now, of course, we have yitzhar, which is the funny part of humanity, is that we are the only race that has the struggle of being ourselves, doing our service. Now, of course, because we're not malachim, we're not just told what to do. That's why I said we have a yitzhar, right? But, so we have that challenge. But the funny part is Okay, BTR doesn't mean you then sit there and say, "Well, I got BTR, so I'm not done." No, you say, ah, "I have to still fight it because I know my ultimate purpose. My ultimate purpose, my ultimate role, my ultimate job in this world is to do that and to stop focusing on what I should what I wish I was doing rather than what I know in front of me what I should be doing. If God forbid a person has a child that is suffering from disabilities, right? Not, God forbid, like intense disabilities. Let's say like mid, mid. let's say, so unfortunately a child say, is suffering from what they call high functioning autism. And instead of being frustrated every single day about how they're not responding the way you want them to respond, accept the challenge. How am I gonna become the advocate for the child? How am I gonna become a better person for the child? How am I gonna be able to help them with tools rather than being annoyed constantly that they're not the way you want them to be? That's a very highly specific example, but it applies across the board and everywhere, which is how long, how much longer are you gonna sit here being annoyed the way things aren't rather than accepting the way things are and making it better to the best of your abilities. Because once you've accepted your lot, that's when things can actually change. It's when the fact that, not that you're accepting that this is my reality, I'm gonna be poor for the rest of my life, is a caste system, I'm done, it, I'm finished forever, or I'm gonna be an Amara, I'm not gonna know any Gemara at all, so just forget it, throw in the towel. It's when you accept the reality of where you are now is when you can continue and actually change it. That's the funny part. It's when you accept it that you can't do it and you, you wish you wasn't like this way, you can't do anything about it. You're right. You're stuck, you're exactly stuck in the same place you are now, in 10 years from now. Go for it. What about the time? The, what? the best but the poor. Yeah. What is that? Well, why do they that, keep it? How does that play into. I mean, that's what they can afford. They can only have that. No, but I'm saying it stays, we leave it by the way something. Right. someone rarely has what they so that, so the sense, so the fact that, that Bez, the Beis HaMegdash or the Kahanim are taking and keeping the, the ten is not out of, of concern of their feelings, because like we said, there's no concern of their feelings anymore. Everyone's accepted their lot. It's, it's more showing how much we love and appreciate their effort that they put into it. But that's coming from a separate standpoint. It's coming from the standpoint of the, want, the, the Beis English wants to be the versus trying to protect them from the pain. Oh, I mean that's the idea again, how much are we going to, Again, i just repeat this line again and again. How much longer are we going to sit around being annoyed and bothered about our lot in life, about how much we, yeah, ex, rather than ex, ex, uh, accepting our circumstances? Accept the things I cannot change and change the things I can have the wisdom to know the difference. There you go. Amen. Shh. <laughs> it's beautiful. Listen. It? <laughs> <beautiful, isn't> it? <laughs> the Rambam writes in Shona Prakim, be a Kabbalah, S.A.M.S. Mamisha Amri, accept the truth no matter where it comes from, no matter where the source is. The Rabbi, many places. The point being is that this is something that we can work on. This is something that's in our hands, something that's in our ability to do. We can be a maybe Bikurim without the Bikurim. There's so many things in our life that are Bikurim. So many aspects of life that we, that we personally identify with that exact point, and we have a hard time separating ourselves between that and Hashem. We get so deeply involved, in, oh, that's mine, that's mine, I, I did this, I have that. That's That's V'Ai Tzim Yadi, which is Chil Hashem, which is Mama Shafira. I did it myself. No, give space. And then that guy, his hand got chopped off. Who was that? I shouldn't give you an example. The guy that said, he said, oh, it was Mamish and so now here, so now we have like this. At the end of the day, even if that is your attitude, make a little more space. You know, that's not. You start a good attitude. It's hard to. To something that you feel so personally identified with to be able to learn how to reframe. But take a step back. Yeah. Take a step back. Make space for yourself. And that's the idea of Ani L'doydi V'doydi Li. Of elo. Ritz Hashem is coming up. Right. Ani yourself, Let me explain. We, we space from yourself. We need to say that we need to personally, we need to start learning that Ani L'doydi li. I mean, Li. If your Ani is too big, they're not creating space for a la Li, they're not going to have a good elo. Forget. You, I have a good life, and I have a good uh, anything. Anila doidi means that I, as much as I recognize myself, I need to see there's an outside of me. Anila doidi li. There's this there's a there's a there's a person up, up across from me, which is why my Rebbe says I've said this quite a few times. Maybe here, maybe other places where where the, there's a reason why specifically there's a hakpada that the Kayan gadol has to have a wife at the time where he's doing the avon yom That's the mission yuma. The first mission yuma says mesaknu isha Right. We make sure he has another wife on the concern. Then you may have another wife. The so Rebbe Huda says, Yeah, you heard. Right. But we see there's a there's a specific haqqadah that the Kohen Gadol needs to be married at the time that he's doing the service in the Beis Hamengdash. You know why? Be- God, so that it goes in to get the Ka'il uh, six times in the day. Because otherwise it wouldn't go in. Uh, oh. Who needs to get so, Ka'il? So my Rebbe says a different shot. My Rebbe says like this. He says, The Kohen Gadol, the reason why is to have a wife at the time of the. Because what is the Kohen Gadol doing? For that void, he's serving as an emissary for Klal To be an emissary means you can't be an ego. You can't be you, you, you well, you, that you can't be self-centered. self-centered. When somebody, when somebody has never been married, right? When you've been married, you understand. Married. There's a lot of what we call shift. There's a lot of friction, a lot of tension, right? And it makes you work on yourself. If you're a real good person, you'll take it as an, take it as an opportunity to work on yourself. There's somebody else who thinks differently than you. You're not the only one in the house anymore. If you want the picture there, she says, "No, well, I want the picture somewhere else. And you have, to, you have to contend with that, even something as small as that. If she likes that food, you, like, you want to go that story. you want to go to this house, never is that, you have to figure it out between each other. That's shivshuf, that's friction that builds you, that builds character. A coin, the coin gadol, who's going to serve as the emissary of, of Qal without a wife, can he think about other people if he's only thinking about himself? More le- it's less likely that he'll be able to think about other people. Dafko because he has a wife. Dafka, because he is somebody who is aware of the amnila doy. can be the shaft. Can be the shaliach tibor. so in the Makum amikdash. So we can work on this of build of making space outside of ourselves. is Have a wonderful Shabbos.